as we've been saying for the last few days, the attitude going into practice that we have an attitude of relaxation, of ease, even of delight. It's very supportive for connecting with the breath meditation. And we each have our own ways into this. Everyone will find their own way to this easeful, comfortable attitude. I find it quite helpful to begin with bodily relaxation, which supports a mental ease, which then supports an ease in connecting with experience. of allowing the body to relax. Consciously checking in to areas of the body where you may tend to hold tension. too, there are some areas where we may hold tension habitually without quite being aware of it. So it can be helpful to just briefly scan through the body and check in. Is there any holding or tension? Some common areas to hold tension are the jaw, the neck and the shoulders. Seeing if you can relax, allow an easing in that area. Also the hips, the buttocks, and even the upper legs. Sometimes inside the hip sockets, I find there a little extra tension that can be released. And then sometimes there's a holding inside the body that can be softened as we allow our attention to check in. Can there be a relaxation in the throat? In the heart? In the lungs?
can the stomach and intestines relax? And can the mind let go of any mental tension? Having allowed a conscious relaxation of the body and mind, as much relaxation as we can actively connect with. I often find it helpful to then see if the body and mind will additionally relax with a request to relax. May the body relax. Dropping that request into the mind and body and seeing how they respond. May the body relax. May the mind relax. May the mind relax. from this place of relaxed body and mind, allowing the attention to open to the experience of breathing. To rest with the breathing. I sometimes use an image for myself of this resting, an image of gentle waves on water, the rising and falling of the waves being the rising and falling of the breath, the in and out of the breath. And the attention resting is like a float on the surface of the water. Staying in contact with the rising and falling of the waves. Neither pushing in, bearing down, nor losing contact.
allowing the attention to rest with the rhythm of the in and the out breath. Noticing in this bringing the attention to the breathing, whether the attention becomes tight or disconnected, if it becomes tight, let go of the energy and effort towards the breathing. Allow the relaxation to come to the fore. And then try again gently to rest the attention with the breath. May the attention rest with the breathing. sometimes using a request. We'll allow a gentle connection. May the attention rest with the breathing. The same kind of request can be helpful if you find the attention floating, unconnected from the breath as well. Aiming the attention at the breath in a very gentle, easeful, relaxed way. In attending to the experience of breathing, allowing yourself to open to the possibility that the breathing might be comfortable or pleasurable. If there's any comfortable experience or pleasurable experience around the breathing, Allowing your attention to acknowledge that, connect with that, 
comfortable breathing. If the breathing feels kind of dry or or even not comfortable, sometimes we can explore changing the breathing a little bit. Is there a way to breathe that feels more comfortable and easeful for the body and the mind? You might find a long, full in-breath to be just what your mind and body would feel most comfortable with. And then an easeful release, a long, slow release. Or you might find a shorter in-breath or out-breath to be more comfortable. It's fine to spend some time exploring what kind of breathing would feel more comfortable right now. If you find a kind of breathing that feels comfortable, you can allow yourself to stay with that for a while. (coughs) Knowing that over time, as the body and mind settle in meditation, The breathing may change. So I find it helpful at times to begin a period of meditation with this conscious adjusting of the breathing. 
And then as the meditation progresses, rather than actively adjusting the breathing for comfort, to again use a request from time to time. May the breathing become comfortable Or perhaps simply asking the question, what kind of breathing would be more comfortable? And allowing the body and mind to find the answer on their own. allowing the comfortableness, if it's accessible, to nourish the body and the mind. If it feels difficult to find a comfortable breath, check in to the attitude in the mind. Is there some kind of resistance or wanting? Do we want something, want to get rid of something? Recognizing and allowing that resistance, perhaps seeing if you can breathe with the resistance or the wanting. Often when hidden attitudes become present, they can fall away a little more easily. Times I'll ask myself the question, can the mind be at ease with the breath just as it is?
And as the mind becomes at ease with the breath, sometimes the very breath we're already breathing is the comfortable breath.
I've <coughs> I find as I allow the attention to really connect with the breath and allow the breathing to become comfortable and that it becomes a kind of an interchange, a relationship. That in a way it feels like I'm taking care of the breath, befriending the breath. And in turn, the breath becomes my friend, my companion, even my lover at times. The intimacy that we gain with the breath brings a very precious kind of meeting of ourselves. And so it's um, lovely to cultivate that relationship, carrying your breath with you, befriending your breath. Do you have any questions this morning? Yes. So the, the, it wasn't really a question, but kind of a statement of that the sitting was very relaxing, but also could easily move to hypnagogic images or not a kind of a drowsy, not exactly sleep, but just not very bright, that the sitting was not very bright, that there seemed to be a, that the relaxation took you to a state of a, a, a little bit of dullness. Is that accurate? And that can definitely happen. So there's a balance that we have to explore. You know, sometimes people um, have the um, the sense that relaxation and alertness are opposite. You know, that it's not possible to be relaxed and alert. But there's a possibility of both happening. And so, you know, sometimes with the relaxation, the moving into the hypnagogic states, that basically that the relaxation has moved you into a kind of a lower energy place. And so it's possible to raise the energy without raising the tension. This is a, this is a kind of an exploration that we need to um, make for ourselves. How is it possible to have some energy in the system without creating tension around that? So, you know, some simple things that you can explore, um, being a little bit more careful you know, as the mind relaxes, being a little bit more careful about the aiming of the attention, really connecting to the beginning of the in-breath. The guided meditation that Sally gave is an excellent one for for that. You know, connecting to the beginning of the in-breath and being with that in-breath all the way through. So the aiming and the sustaining can help to brighten the mind. So I find I find that, you know, moving to relaxation and then bringing up the the vitaka, um, in a way that won't add tension. And then 
sometimes we add in the, the vitaka and we move off on the other side. We get a little tense so that we're no longer so dull, but we're now tense. And then we need to relax and move back. And for me, it's a lot of back and forth, kind of wavering on either side, finding the balance. It's not something that we just know how to do immediately. It's an exploration. How do we both relax and have alertness? And so we, we will end up wavering off on either side. And for me, it's that exploration of, okay, so I'm a little relaxed. Let me see if I can be a little more attentive. Oh, that made me a little too tight. Let me see if I can relax. And so it's, it's this, it's a back and forth, a back and forth. So an exploration for each of us, we need to make that exploration. When we find ourselves drifting and um, dull, it's an indication that we need to take some action. Sometimes all it takes is a request. You know, may the mind be more attentive. May the mind be a little brighter. Again, I think I said in my Dharma talk the other night that when the mind is in a kind of a hypnagogic state like that, it may not be that, that, that it's that imbalanced. And it may just be a little bit of, of um, shift of the, of the emphasis that will allow us to move to a more balanced place. I found... Uh, in my own practice, you know, doing some sittings where I had a lot of sleepiness and, um, and after that sitting, it's like, I really need to, you know, get myself more energy and I go take a fast walk and I'd really engage with my yogi job and I would be so restless the rest of the day. So, you know, it's easy to spin yourself out. So I find small adjustments helpful (laughs) in that exploration of the back and forth between the relaxation and the ease and the attentive preciseness. Uh, well, I think of, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, when we say the mind, it, you might tend to, you know, think of it as a thing. Um, um, the experience of mind is a process rather than a thing. There is no thing <laughs> there. Um, you know, it's just a way of expressing um, the mental processes we could say the mental processes instead of the mind. So is there a way to relax the mental formations? Or um, So I'm not sure what more to say. Is there a little more of the question? Yeah, it is, it is a process. <laughs> I didn't quite hear that. Oh, I hear the word subtlety of breath a lot. Subtlety of breath? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, not just here, but also reading. And I'm trying to figure out exactly what that means. It's obviously a central concept that occurs so often. Um, in context, it either refers to the volume of the breath, uh, a relatively shallow one, possibly the 
chest further in the abdomen. Um, or maybe it just refers to the quality of the observation it being minimal and thus having a, an influence because it's their observation on the breadth of having that also become minimal. I was wondering if you could clarify that. So I can't, the question is about the, the term subtle, subtle a breath, subtlety of breathing. And he's curious about it because it seems we talk about it a bit, quite a bit, and he reads about it, so he wants to understand a little bit more what it means. And I'll just talk in this terrain a little bit. I don't know that I can exactly uh, um, address your question. Um, My my sense of the the breath as an object of attention is one of the reasons why the breath is such a beautiful meditation object uh, is because as we pay attention to the breath, as we bring our attention to the breath, as the attention actually meets the breath, so it's not about the subtle breath, is not about not meeting the breath. So as we actually meet the experience of breathing, you know, initially the experience of breathing may be kind of clear or obvious. And in our normal daily life, when we stop and take a breath, we can usually feel some sensations there. So the level of our consciousness, what we're doing, what we're engaging in, the, the breath has a particular characteristic in terms of what's going on for us in our lives. And as we sit down and actually meet the breath and attend to the breath and sit still with the breath, what tends to happen is that the breath gets more and more settled. It settles down. It tends to get quieter. It tends to get... In my, in my experience... You know, we, te- we tend to think about a relaxed breath being a long, slow, deep breath. You know, we're in California, right? That's how we breathe, you know. That's a wholesome breath. But, you know, as the mindfulness connects with the breath, what I find is that actually what happens is the breath becomes much more short and quick, shallow. And the experience of that, the sensations of that, get more subtle. They're not as easy to connect with. And so one of the reasons why the breath is such a beautiful object of meditation is like the, you know, the experience of the breath, you know, if we think of the more obvious breath kind of being up, in the, up, up here, so I'm using my, my hand as the breath here. And initially it's pretty easy to connect the mindfulness with the, the breath because the experiences are so obvious. But as we connect that mindfulness with the breath, the sensations of the breath get quieter, more subtle, and so they're kind of settling down. And sometimes we're still looking for the obvious experience of the breath up here somewhere, and we're missing it. It feels, well, there's no breath, I can't feel it. And what it takes, actually, is for the mind to relax and get a little more quiet and settled itself so that it can meet the sensations, the new sensations, the the subtler sensations of the breath. And so as the breath becomes more subtle, it helps the mind to become more attentive and settle down. And then then it 
so there are times in the process of mindfulness of breathing I find that I'm with the breath and then suddenly it's like I can't find it anymore. And to, that what often I need to do is actually back off, be a little bit more quiet with the mind, a little bit more relaxed with the attention. Um, you know, the aiming and sustaining of the attention are pretty gross factors of mind. And so as the, as the um, breath settles down, we need to be a little bit more quiet and subtle with that aiming and sustaining. And then we can usually pick up on that more subtle breath. And then we're hanging out in that place for a while, and then, again, the breath will get more subtle. And then the mind needs to find a way to uh, get more subtle also. And so what I find with the breath meditation is that the breath becomes more quiet and it draws the, met- the mindfulness with it. The mindfulness needs to become more attuned and the energy and the effort need to become more balanced to be able to meet that subtlety. And so the breath and the mindfulness work together to um, to create and to or to to um, settle each other. The mind and the breath actually settle each other is kind of my experience. Um, so. I have a couple of announcements, or I want to actually just say a few words about walking, meditation, um, just to remind you of the walking, you know, how important the walking is. And, you know, for me, in the walking, um, you know, it's not the same kind of practice in a way, because in the sitting, we, you know, the eyes are closed, we're very still, And my teacher basically said, just find a place in your body that can be breath central when you're doing walking meditation. And I, from that place, which for me is kind of the center of the body, you know, this area in here, I just allow the experience of the breathing to infuse what's happening, you know, infuse the entirety of experience. So it's a a broader kind of attention in the walking I've seen some people do walking meditation. You know, I, I at times have done walking meditation with my hand on a wall with my eyes closed so that I can simulate as much as possible the sitting meditation and the walking meditation. That's something that we can explore, but it's also helpful to explore what does it mean to have the breath be our companion, our friend, our, um, our lover even, in all of our activities, allowing the breath to infuse our walking, our yogi jobs. And so the continuity of our practice is really a central part of the cultivation of concentration. The continuity of the mindfulness is how the concentration develops. And so if you're, you know, um, just going down to the dining hall for a cup of tea during walking and just giving yourself a break, it's like taking the, the kettle off the stove, you know. If you're trying to get the water to boil, it needs to stay on the stove. And so just, you know, maintaining that connection, that relationship with the breath. And then um, just a reminder about using fragrances and to not use fragrances. Um, there are people here with chemical sensitivities and it, um, 
impacts their ability to breathe. And so particularly on a retreat where we're focusing on breathing, people can become very sensitive to sense. So um, do take care with that. And again, these areas over here by the window, they are for people with chemical sensitivities. So if you have some difficulty um, breathing because of sense, you're welcome to go and move to that area of the room. So we have um, our second round of practice discussions of interviews today. So those of you who had a meeting two days ago will be seen today. So please check the board um, for your teacher and the time and do show up on time. We are actually doing pretty well with our timing. So um, it's helpful if you're on time for your interviews. Anything else? I need to say. Just to say they get an interview every other day. So. Okay, so okay, so just in general, I mean, we are offering interviews every other day for you. So you'll have an in, those of you who had an interview two days ago will have one today and then the day after tomorrow. So you'll you'll each have three interviews. So keep an eye on the the board. If you're not sure what day it is, just look. See if your name is there. So enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.